0: Being in business for yourself can be scary. Get Small Business Savvy with Maureen and Crystal. With 24 years of experience between them, join as they discuss how to work hard and work smart. Hi, and welcome back to Small Business Savvy Podcast. We are so glad that you are returning to hear some more of our wonderful insights. Today, we are going to be talking about content marketing. It is a huge buzzword and you hear it over and over again and we're going to dive into a little bit of what exactly does that mean and once you have produced your content how do you market with it? Where do you put it? How do you get it out there so that it actually does serve the purpose that you created it for? So I am here again with Crystal.
1: Hello how's it going today? Good how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm ready to talk about content because as we all know, you can put out the most beautiful picture ever, but if you're not marketing it properly properly, it just it does nothing. (laughs) That is
0: true. And I feel like you and I, Crystal, have probably a pretty strong background in content marketing since content creation is how we both really, that has been the cornerstone of how we built our businesses. So Crystal and I, if you didn't um, listen to our introduction episode, go back. We give a little bit of background about who we are and how we got here, but the short version is Crystal and I both started off as bloggers and have since grown and we do offer other services. But that has absolutely been the cornerstone of how we built our businesses. So both of us have started off in the old days before there was all the social media, before Instagram, before Facebook, all of that stuff. Oh, yes. And really had to learn how to get our content out there in some some more organic ways. And then
1: as the platforms appeared we kind of learned how to master those as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And especially when these platforms are constantly changing, um, I would say almost on, daily, on, a, on a daily basis, you, it's really good to have this kind of knowledge of what is working and what isn't working out there, especially with right now, I feel like platforms are being created every other day of the week. So we're going to talk today with you guys about what really is working out there, what has been organically working, and what continues to work and has been tried and true through all of the crazy changes in social media in general. Absolutely. So let's start off talking about content marketing
0: as a concept. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what it means to you?
1: Absolutely. Um, So let's see, content marketing. Basically, what content marketing is for me is, like we have said, we do constantly hear that content is king um, and that kind of thing where... There's people doing content challenges constantly. And I I have to admit, sometimes I'm terrible at those. I feel like I. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get moving on them and then it just kind of gets crazy. But um, we we want to share today with you guys about like social media in general. Because for me, content marketing really comes down to like digital marketing. And what is digital marketing these days? And it, to me, it's, it's social media. It's using platforms like Twitter. It's using platforms like um, even Pinterest. Even though Pinterest to me it has always been more of a search engine. But mm-hmm. um, I think that that is a very, very, very important. Platform to be on because of that, because it is a search engine. It's not getting so lost in who's following who and who's doing what and all the gossip of social media and that kind of thing. So, uh, Twitter, you got a big one with newsletters, you know, and I think a lot of uh, people, yeah, yeah uh, newsletters are something that is, I think, difficult for people to grasp because I know for me, even personally, when I view a newsletter, I know that it's important. I know it's something that I need to have, but a lot of times I get lost on what should I be producing in my newsletter, mm-hmm. you know, so that might be actually a topic we can even kind of further dive into down the line. Um, but we also want to talk about a little bit about some of the other platforms that are really popular, like Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I know Facebook is a love-hate relationship with a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is it is still uh, something to be utilized as well. And, Absolutely. Instagram you know Instagram and stories you know I know IGTV for a long time was a thing that everybody thought was gonna take off and it's kind of yeah, you know yeah. stories or more I think of where the focus is but you know kind of did marketing your content and digital marketing you know whatever you want to call it out there with that I know it, it seems like it has a bunch of different names but um, it's definitely it's focusing not only on your content not only on your SEO but making sure that you're sharing and not just sharing, but being like consistent in your sharing, that's a big thing. Um, And I know that's- Okay, I'm gonna back you up just for a second
0: because I know with working with uh, small businesses and solopreneurs, not everybody is as hip to all the terms as we are. Um, This is kind of our realm. So I think sometimes we forget that things like SEO might seem really, really intimidating to people. So I just wanna take a quick second- Um, And explain sort of in a nutshell what SEO is, because that is a term you're going to hear us throw around a lot. And SEO stands for search engine optimization, which sounds really complicated, but it is basically the algorithm that any search engine. So we're talking like Google, Bing, Pinterest, YouTube, which are all, in, in essence, search engines what formula they use in order to decide what results they are going to present to any query. So if you go to Google and you type in how to create a podcast, Google goes through the millions and millions of articles and videos and content that is created on how to create a podcast, and it serves up the ones that it thinks will best fit what you are looking for. And so search engine optimization from a creator standpoint is just a way that you try to send signals to different search engines to let them know what your content is about so that it will appear in the correct searches.
1: Absolutely. And we could definitely have, you know, if you guys are interested, this is something that we can definitely put out there as a a topic in the future as well to dive a little bit deeper. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think it is going to be no matter what, it's going to be a topic that comes up because SEO Mm -hmm. search engine optimization is something that is very, very critical and and important to your content. Um, It's just more of like the back end of your content. So starting with, and so thank you for explaining that Marine, because that's definitely, I think something that people, they hear SEO, they hear search engine optimization, and they go, woo, you know, (laughs) they get a little way way too complicated for me. And it's really not, but it is something that it
0: it will probably be the topic of multiple episodes because I don't even think we could just fit everything into one episode about search engine optimization. But it is a way of marketing your content because you definitely want to make sure that your content is going to show up in search engines. So that's something we'll touch on. Absolutely. Um, But I like what you were saying about newsletters, because I feel like that is something that people either wholeheartedly embrace and almost put all their eggs in that basket, or they ignore completely. And there is definitely a trend these days toward getting people on the list, meaning that you grab their email address so that you can send them a newsletter. And a a popular way to do that is to offer some sort of a freebie, whether it is a a webinar or a download and grabbing people's um, emails so that then they can be on your list. And I suspect we'll probably have an episode about GDPR at some point in the future too, because there, as of last year, it's been, wow, it's been almost a year now because it was March of 2018 that um, GDPR, which I, I hate to admit, I don't even know what it stands for. I know it has Um, it's something to do with, was it Great Britain that instituted it? Yes,
1: yeah, it was Great Britain, Um, so it's who knows, it's like geo something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but basically what it says is that people have an expectation of privacy when they give you a certain amount of information, and even though it was not a U.S., law or policy that passed it affects anybody who has a website because as we know one of the great things about websites is that they are they don't you know adhere to the boundaries of different countries so you can have somebody from a european country land on your website and now you need to be gdpr compliant so that you're not violating this rule Um, but basically what that meant was that a lot of us had to go through our email lists and change them so that we were making sure that the people whose emails we were taking knew that their emails were being taken and that they were going to be marketed to in the future. Um, so that's, you know, like I said, that's probably a future episode in and of itself, but that is a a great, Tactic, I don't want to say tactic, that is a great strategy to use um, to kind of find that ideal client and say, here is a freebie for, or something that can help you that kind of qualifies them as somebody who might actually want your product or service in the future. And then you do have their email to market to them in the future.
1: I agree. And it's, I think, the biggest thing with newsletters. And I think it's a great topic to start off with when talking about marketing your content because. It comes down to this, guys. Platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're amazing, but they are not reliable in the in the mm-hmm. long run. They could go away tomorrow, you know, and then what? You know, all those followers that you've worked so hard on to gain are gone,
0: <laughs> eventually. Or they changed their algorithm and for some reason they aren't loving whatever it is you're doing. And I, I think of the, the Lighthouse update with um, the Google search engine where they started pushing health related topics to the bottom of the you know if you were an independent blogger and you were writing about health related topics you suddenly were ranking far below the more established CDC, World Health, all of those and if you don't have your own list of people who are interested in you that you can then call on and market and you're dependent 100% on Google search you're going to be out of
1: luck Absolutely. And I, and I can attest to that. It's actually Mm -hmm. in the last year, you know, my blog brought to you by mom.com has really suffered in Google. I don't know why I still am trying to figure this out. It is something that is completely aggravating and frustrating. And I know that a lot of people do end up, in this arena sometimes with google you end up getting punished for something you don't know why it's not like google just emails you and says hey we don't like this content anymore we're going to push and you they down don't the have bottom. a customer service department no. you can't call google and be like hey what'd you do exactly exactly so having something like an email newsletter like you said where you can call upon People who are interested in your content and say, Hey, I'm still producing. You might not be finding it for whatever reason on Google or for whatever reason on Instagram. Algorithms are crazy, which algorithms are just basically how things work, you know, in social media, how the tides change and how things are being seen and those kind of things based on, you know, whoever is running the joystick behind it. It's to Instagram and what they want to see in that day. Yeah. Um, what mood
0: they're in in that exactly.
1: day. <laughs> you know, just to be a in, in layman's terms. That's about it. So, um, yeah, having a newsletter is just really important. So there are a lot of different newsletter platforms and widgets and things out there that you can add to your website, your blog. Um, I know MailChimp is a huge one out there. That's actually currently something that I'm using for my newsletter. I don't know who you me use, use. You as well. Yep, okay. I use okay. MailChimp.
0: The one, um, downside to MailChimp and that it's the thing that has me thinking about switching is that you cannot put affiliate links in MailChimp. So if you are repping someone else's products and you want to send your readers there, you have to get them back to your original content and put the link there. So I find that to be be a little bit of a disadvantage to MailChimp, but I have to say the cost is super agreeable. What is it under 2000? There's no charge at all. Exactly. Is that still yeah, the that's number? that's yeah. still the
1: number from what I understand. Cause yeah. And I'm, and I'm with you too. I'm actually on a hunt myself and this is another thing that my, it's just kind of funny as we talk here, more and more topics come out. We can talk yeah. in the future. <laughs> if there is an, uh, an actual email newsletter host that we find that offers that because I would love to have a newsletter where, I can send out to my readers things that I'm enjoying, you know, reading, buying on Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, those kind Absolutely. of things. People
0: are interested in that. And as much as we have kind of talked about how social media can be fickle and social media can be frustrating, it still is an amazing way to get your content out there and in front of people. And one of the things that I am always a big fan of and I tell a lot of my coaching clients is make sure that you have a social sharing widget embedded in your website. And basically what that is, and if you go to you'll and click on any of the posts, you'll see that I have that right up at the top of every post. It just indicates it's a place where you can share and the reader can click on any of the buttons. So there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn, there's Facebook. Um, I know I'm forgetting some Google Plus sadly went away, but that was one. Um, and when they click on that button, it shares your content to their followers on that specific platform. And that is a great way to make it super easy for other people to kind of do a little bit of your marketing for you.
1: Exactly. And there are a lot of different options as well out there. I know two that are very popular right now are Social Warfare as well as Social Pug. Um, I am currently using Social Pug for... And um, I am on Social Warfare. There you go. Yeah. And so it's like, and it's, you know, it's, it depends on the user, what you enjoy. Um, But as Maureen was saying, these are great widgets to have at the top of your content to encourage readers out there to share it as well. And something else that you can actually... be using within your content as well on a blog or a website is adding those tweetables into your content where readers can tweet with just a click. And this encourages people, you know, whether you've got like a great quote out there or a really interesting fact, this is, a, these are great things that you can use. And I know in, in actual WordPress, there's an actual, like, it's right there where you see the little Twitter, <laughs> the Twitter icon, and you can just stick that right there in your content. And as people are reading through, you know, they see this, this, this just this little widget box that basically is right there, that content that is saying, you know, you can tweet this. And people love to do that. It gives them a chance to interact. It gives them a chance to get something out there that they enjoy. And I don't know, I kind of feel important myself personally when I'm reading something and I tweet something of, of interest out there and people catch on with it. So it's it's another thing that you can do. And the trick is if you're going to do that,
0: make sure that you're somewhat active on Twitter so that if somebody does tweet a quote, you can then take that opportunity to interact with them because they weren't just passively reading your content. They actually took the time to say, this is, you know, an outstanding quote, or this is great information. They shared it with their followers and you want to make sure that you not only thank them, but Hey, they're a really hot prospect for whatever it is that your service or your product, and you want to make sure you engage with them.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because honestly, that's what social media is. It's being social. So let's, let's remember that. (laughs) Also, uh, another thing you want to do is you want to tag anyone that you mention on social. This is something that can be done, for example, in Instagram. You want to make sure that when it says there as you're uploading, you know, a photo, let's say you're uploading a photo of um, a product that you currently purchased or something that you've read, make sure that you're actually going in and you're looking for maybe the author's Instagram handle, and then you're actually in that tag people area, putting that information there because people want to know, you know, it's great if you get on and you say, Hey, I just read this great book. It's awesome. But people want to be able to click and easily find where they can also purchase those items as well.
0: Well, and the other great thing is sometimes authors will see that you've mentioned them and will actually shout that out to their followers as well. So if you are having trouble, let's say you write a blog post and you mention a book and that author isn't active on any of the social media, shoot them an email and let them know, hey, listen, I really liked your book about money and I included it in this blog post with a link and you never know, they may put it in their next newsletter. They may mention it. So it's it's really a win-win situation.
1: Absolutely. And that's a great way to definitely again connect and network. That's what that's what the goal is, I think, ultimately of marketing your content. And finally, you know, Pinterest. Oh Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> that's the we, big one. Yeah, we t- We brushed on it a
0: little bit and said that Pinterest is more of a, a search engine than it is a social network. And that's really something to keep in mind. There are more and more categories that are doing really, really well on Pinterest. It kind of started off with like recipes and crafts, but I see lots of people who are linking business articles or social
1: strategy articles on Pinterest and they're really doing well. Absolutely. I Actually, recently, not too long ago, um, I actually spoke at an ARMA meeting, which ARMA just basically, there's ARMA International, there's ARMA National, and then there's also local uh, districts of it. And it's basically, if you, you might even be familiar with it if you're a small business listening. It's something that it has a meeting once a month where people can come and they can learn about record keeping, business, things like that. It's something that a lot of businesses offer, larger businesses, I would say, even offer to some of their employees that they can be a part of it's It's pretty cool, but at the ArmA meeting, we spoke about Pinterest, and that was, I think, one of the biggest misconceptions by some of these people that I was speaking with. That they they saw Pinterest as that, as like like you said, a a crafting area, a recipe Mm -hmm. area. And while Pinterest is fabulous for that, yes, but essentially, you know, I really try to turn people to the focus that Pinterest is also a search engine, and it's not just a place for just that. It is also a place to post things like record keeping for business or you know business information those kind of things people are looking there too and when the local ARMA chapter that I spoke to started actually utilizing Pinterest they actually saw an increase in people joining their chapter they saw an increase increase in people going to their website um, all just by pinning and their own blog posts about record keeping business management That's that kind great. of thing yeah 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 And I know I
0: created a schedule for myself. Whenever I have new content that I'm marketing, I typically on the day that it goes live, it's usually on my blog or on my YouTube. um, But on that day it goes live, I will push it out to three or four social channels. So I will post it on Facebook with a link. I will put it out on Twitter. I will create a pin, pin it to Pinterest, um, Instagram, if it's something that fits well with the theme I have going on, on Instagram. But I do all of that on the day it goes live because I really want there to be the most buzz about it when it's newly indexed, um, just to show the different networks and, and Google that, yes, this is something that people are interested in. I don't, post new content every day. So on the days when I'm not posting new content, I take my older content and I resend it out there. And I didn't do that for a really long time because I felt like, oh my gosh, my followers have already seen this. They're going to be like, oh, what is she doing with this old tired recipe that you know we saw last year? And if you think about how many social channels you look at on a given day, do you remember what you saw a year ago? I bet you don't. <laughs> no. So after a while, I went, okay, that's kind of silly. So I I have kind of a schedule for myself where I take something in. If it's from a year ago, but it's timely. So if I have St. Patrick's Day content that is from last St. Patrick's Day or two years ago, I absolutely push that out again. And I don't have it compete with my new material, but if I have a day where I'm not putting new material out there, I will put something that's older out there. And, I mean, especially the way the algorithms are, not everybody who follows you sees your content every time you put it out, so you really do need to kind of uh, have that cycle of it going through a couple times to to make sure you're reaching everybody.
1: Especially if you're posting things that are what they call evergreen content, which is basically just content that can be constantly repurposed and reused for any given basis. You know, if you're talking about gardening, and clearly we're coming into the spring right now, and gardening is going to be a huge topic to some people. So if you've got topics from gardening from last spring, share those again this spring. Bring them up to the surface again. It's very important. I agree. Excellent. Well, I hope that these tips were helpful. I feel like we went a little bit longer than we
0: usually do, but there's just so much information here. And we look forward to talking to
1: you again next week. And remember, work hard, work smart. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Small Business Savvy. We would love for you to leave a comment, rating, or share this show with one of your friends. Be sure to check out more at smallbusinesssavvypodcast.com.